Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hey, and good morning, faithful listener. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. And you know what? I choose to forgive all of you. I am choosing to forgive the fact that you have not subscribed to YouTube yet because I care about you. (laughs) As you guys know, I'm being totally facetious, but seriously, I would love it if you would go over to YouTube and subscribe to it. Today, if you haven't guessed, we are talking about forgiveness. So that is why I tell you guys that I choose to forgive you for not subscribing. All right, guys, we're going to only read a couple verses today from Luke chapter 17, verses one through four. So it's a very short little portion of scripture we're going to read today, but so heavy with content because forgiveness is a really, really hard topic for sure. But today I'm actually going to be reading out of the NIV version of the Bible. I just liked the way the NIV worded some stuff a little bit better than the W.E.B. version did. So I'll be reading out of that today. So grab your coffee or your cup of tea and let's go ahead and read Luke 17, 1 through 4 out of the NIV. Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. So this first verse here, verse one, says that Jesus was talking just with his disciples. And so he starts talking about this concept of stumbling blocks. Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, is what Jesus says. So a stumbling block is obviously something that a person trips over. Like if you're walking along down a road and there's something in your way and you don't see it and you trip over it, that is a stumbling block. So Jesus says that, I guess in the path of life, stumbling blocks are going to come to everybody. And we can choose to trip over them or we can choose to avoid them. But for a person who is a new Christian, for example, in verse two, Jesus talks about the little ones. And I've mentioned before that I truly believe that that means not just children, but people who are brand new in the faith, people who are more susceptible to veering off the path because they don't quite understand what the path is yet. Those are the people who are new in the faith, and we need to make sure that we are leading them onto the correct path rather than putting a stumbling block in their way so that they trip over it and maybe lose sight of the path or whatever else. So Jesus here says that stumbling blocks are going to come. No matter who you are, you will encounter a stumbling block at some point in time. But Jesus says, woe to the person through whom they come. So woe means great distress, basically. Distress to the person that puts the stumbling block in the way of the little one, in the way of the Christian. 
that person, it would be better if they drowned, died a horrible death. It would be literally better for them to die a horrible death than for them to put a stumbling block in front of somebody. So Jesus says, watch yourself. We have to watch ourselves that we aren't the people to put the stumbling block in front of another person. And that is an extremely important thing to do is to make sure that we are guiding people on the path of truth rather than putting a an issue in front of them, like a, an issue where they start to doubt Jesus, where they start to doubt the Bible, where they start to doubt anything and possibly turn aside from Jesus. We really have to watch ourselves. And it's uh, clear in scripture that people who teach scripture are going to be judged much more harshly than people who do not. So when Jesus is telling this to his disciples, they are going to be judged much more harshly because they are leaders in the church, because they are teaching, because they were with Jesus himself. So they're going to be judged very harshly. And Jesus says it would be better for them to die a horrible death than for them to be judged because they possibly led a person away from Jesus. So it's very important that we do not do that with anything that we do. We got to watch what we put on Facebook. We got to watch what we're putting on our social media. We, we got to watch the idle words that we say because any one of those things could cause somebody to stumble away from Christ. So my point is, as Christians, we really got to be careful what we're sharing, what we're liking, what we're viewing. It could be spread around so that anybody could see it and possibly doubt Jesus. But anyway, moving forward, Jesus talks about this concept of forgiveness. Forgiveness is mentioned so much in the Bible. And I had to look up a lot of the different um, uh, verses about forgiveness. But when Jesus is talking about forgiveness here, he's specifically talking about people who repent. In other words, ask for your forgiveness. Say they hurt you in some way. They sit down with you. You tell them what's wrong and they ask for your forgiveness. This is specifically what Jesus is talking about here. However, I had to look this up because Jesus is saying here specifically that if a person repents, you must forgive them. So that brought to my mind, well, what if they don't repent? Do we have to forgive them then? So I had to look up a lot of other Bible verses about forgiveness. So here's what some say. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Luke 6, 37. Judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Mark 11, 25. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Ephesians 4.32 Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So no, it is not just if a person repents or asks you to forgive them. Forgiveness in the Bible is talking about whenever anyone specifically comes against you to hurt you. You are supposed to forgive them. And yeah, that's difficult. We all, I, I truly believe we all have issues with forgiveness. I don't believe there's a human being on earth that if they've been wronged, they have an easy time forgiving because it's, it's hard. You feel slighted. You feel betrayed. You feel hurt. And in many cases, 
It's even worse than that. You're a victim of some sort. You were molested as a child. You were hurt as a child. Or somebody did something to your family member, something horrific. How do you forgive something like that? Well, I'm not going to say that you have to sit down right now and forgive that person, but I do believe that over time, it is something that you should strive for, for sure. I'm actually um, working on another project right now, which I have not talked to you guys about yet. A lot of it has to do with the concept of forgiveness. And I sat down with a lot of people and interviewed them recently over this past year. People with absolutely horrific stories. And a lot of them came to this place, actually all of them came to this place of forgiveness after what had happened to them. I, I talked to people who have, who have been in terrible accidents due to another person. I talked to people who had somebody die in their family, a child die because of something someone had done. I talked to another girl who was molested as a child and forgave her molester. I talked to somebody who was in an abusive relationship and she forgave that guy. I talked to a lot of different people and all of them came to a place of forgiveness if somebody had wronged them in some way. And not only did they come to a place of forgiveness, but they're also very healthy individuals now who have gone on to do incredible things. And yes, I, I'm not talking about the project too much yet because I'm just still working on it. But my point is, is that all of these people who I was able to interview with these crazy stories came to a place of forgiveness and are now healthy individuals because of it. So that got me thinking about whether or not it's actually healthy to forgive. So I started looking this up on, on the internet and I found out that yes, it is extremely healthy to forgive somebody. And you can research this more. All you have to do is type into Google, is it healthy to forgive? And you're gonna find results from hopkinsmedicine.org, Mayo Clinic, uh, Harvard, Everyday Health, um, Healthline, just all these different websites that talk about health on a regular basis. Talk about how important it is for yourself to forgive somebody because it literally lowers your stress. It lowers your blood pressure when you finally come to that place of forgiveness in your heart. Whether or not they sat down and asked you to forgive them, when you choose to forgive them in your heart, it is good for you. And it might be so, so difficult to do. It is so difficult to do. But the people who I talked to that actually came to that place of forgiveness don't have that victim mentality. They don't have uh, this anger. They have this like peace about them. And it was so cool to sit down and experience that. And someday I will share all of that with you guys as well. So I have this little workbook here. This one is called The Steps to Freedom in Christ by Neil T. Anderson. And I really love this book. This was actually given to me by my counselor. And he, I believe, recommends it to almost all of his clients at some point in time because it's just such an excellent resource. 
And it gives you all these different steps of how to attain your freedom in Christ. One of them talks about forgiveness. And due to copyright, I can't really read a lot of this. But I'm going to read just a couple things here. It says, forgiveness is not forgetting, first and foremost. Forgiveness is agreeing to live with the consequences of another person's sin. Which I found really interesting. And forgiveness is also choosing not to hold someone's sin against him or her anymore. So here's what this says. It is common for bitter people to bring up past offenses with those who have hurt them. They want to feel as bad as they do. But we must let go of the past and choose to reject any thought of revenge. This doesn't mean you continue to put up with the abuse. God does not tolerate sin and neither should you. You will need to set up scriptural boundaries that put a stop to further abuse. Take a stand against sin while continuing to exercise grace and forgiveness towards those who hurt you. I mean, there is no better way to state that. Once again, this is called The Steps to Freedom in Christ by Neil T. Anderson. You can get this book on Amazon, not sponsored. (laughs) And so I think that that's really cool. And I love the way this book states what forgiveness is. It really clarifies it. And there's more to it than just that. There's like three pages of content um, in this book about forgiveness. I think it's important to recognize what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. A lot of times we confuse forgiveness with A, forgetting, B, allowing the toxic person back into our lives, and C, being a doormat. We confuse forgiveness with all of that, but that's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is choosing to not hold that sin against that person anymore, but We can also do that while still having boundaries, while still keeping that person out of our lives, while still choosing to have autonomy. And the stuff on the internet, when I research this, that talk about, oh, it's actually good to not forgive somebody, they were blurring those lines once again. They were talking more about keeping that person out of your life than actual forgiveness. So when they were talking about forgiveness, they didn't actually know what they were talking about on the internet and they were saying, oh, it's actually good to not forgive. Well, no, it's good to forgive, but it is also good to not keep that person in your life if they are continuing to hurt you over and over and over again. But Jesus does say that even if they do continue to hurt you over and over and over again, you still have to forgive them. But you can set those boundaries as well. I mean, even Jesus set boundaries. My goodness. So here in verse four, Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. You have to forgive because God himself forgave you. I mean, how many times do we sin in a day? Let's be honest. I mean, (laughs) we sin multiple times throughout the day with our thought life, with our actions, with our words, whatever. We sin multiple times a day, probably much more than seven times a day. Let's be honest. And yet God continues to forgive us even when a lot of times we don't ask for a repentance, because a lot of times we didn't even know we sinned sometimes. But God continues to constantly forgive us over and over and over again. So if somebody is doing the same thing to us, we should also forgive them. But the last thing about this that I want to mention is that when Jesus is talking about forgiveness here, specifically, he is talking about a person who repents. So The thing about this that was difficult for me 
is the fact that if somebody sins against me, I can't just hold on to it. I can't just harbor it. I actually have to go talk to them. So there's work involved (laughs) on my part. My sinful side of me doesn't want to do any work when somebody sins against me, basically. The sinful side of me wants to be like, screw you. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to tell you what you did. I'm just going to be mad at you for the rest of my life. Like, seriously, that is what I would want to do. But Jesus says that there is work involved in our part, on our side. We have to go to them, sit down with them, rebuke them is what Jesus says. So tell them what they did wrong, rebuke them, and if they repent, forgive them. And that's the hardest part about this, I think, is just the fact that uh, we have work when somebody um, sins against us. But Paul talks about this a little bit more in depth where, where he says that we are supposed to bear with one another. We are supposed to help people back onto the right path. Because in a weird way, if we don't say somebody sins against us and we don't rebuke them, they might not ever know that they sinned against us. And perhaps they continue to live in that sin, maybe without realizing it. But maybe if we go and talk to them about it, even if they do realize it, they'll realize the importance of not living in that sin anymore, especially if they care about you. So this is actually keeping a stumbling block away from somebody. So there is work on our part. It's hard. It's hard to go to somebody that sinned against us and to tell them that, uh, you know, they were wrong. It's hard to do that, but we should do it in order to make sure that we do not put a stumbling block in front of that person, that we guide them back onto the right path. Because honestly, it's what Jesus did for us. And if we are going to emulate Jesus, which is what we as Christians should do, we must also forgive other people. We must also go to them, rebuke them, tell them where they were wrong and forgive them when they repent. This was hard for me, I'll be honest with you guys. I was, uh, I don't know. I I had a hard time with the forgiveness thing. Maybe it's something I uh, struggle with a little bit more than (laughs) I wanted to admit. But anyway, um, I hope you guys liked this episode. And if it convicted you in any way or if you really enjoyed it, go ahead and share it. Tell people that the Bible Explained podcast exists. Evangelize in that way by spreading the podcast around. But friends and faithful listeners, I really hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day, that you think about what was said in this podcast and maybe uh, take it with you into the weekend. But join me tomorrow for an episode out of Numbers. We are halfway done with Numbers. We're going to be moving into season five of the podcast pretty soon here, which is really exciting. But join in tomorrow, 6 a.m. or whenever you wake up. Until then, happy listening and God bless. Ooh.